Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Birds All Day, the latest edition. Is it the 19th edition? 20th 20, edition? Is 20. it 20? Yeah. Number 20. Yeah. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here in the humble abode of Mr. Andrew Stoughton, who, of course, joins me. Mr. Stoughton. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Reliably. <laughs> I, yeah, we, we didn't do the right intro here. We I, talked. I, Usually we wait for you yeah. to not say anything, but it's fine. Uh... Old Reliable, by the way. Old Reliable, Andrew Stoughton. And uh, speaking of Old Reliable, uh, your boy, R.A. Dickey, just pitched a, a whale of a game. He certainly is old. Well, he is old. I don't know that he's your boy. <laughs> uh, we recorded hey, this on... Hey, he's been good since the start of June. Good-ish. Good enough. More than good enough. More than good I enough. I mean, not anywhere near expectations. That's That ain't, that ain't coming Not back. quite that, as good as... That horse has left the barn. Yeah. But, uh... R- but, ridden by a by a Norse god, by chance. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But good enough. Good enough. Not, uh... Good enough to not... To quell some of that, should we just release this guy talk? Yeah. So that's nice. Let him go. Uh... So we're gonna talk... Uh, it's a busy time right now. Busy time in the land of horse shit. Busy time in the land of, uh... Spurless rumors and uh, scurrilous, I don't know, baseless accusations and rumors. And... Yeah, scurrilous, baseless. I'm so, sure by the time anybody listens to this, there will be like 15 different rumors that have come about that we're not going to talk about here. I like the rumor that was, I just saw a Jay's PR guy and executive <laughs> run out of the booth, ergo something's going on. Yeah. Why, why else would they want to run out of the booth? Maybe someone stabbed... One Blue Jay stabbed another. Yeah. Or it is in Oakland. Maybe the, the bus that was supposed to take them to the airport was stolen. <laughs> or robbed. Ransacked. All sorts of all sorts of fires for that PR department to put out. Any any and all possibilities. Yeah. Brett Laurie came across and just like went, he maimed <laughs> a former teammate. Uh, so we have lots to talk about. Nothing, none of the things that have actually happened. But uh, we'll talk about rumors. Talk about uh, the current state of the team as it relates to those rumors. Yeah. Which, uh, not bad. Not bad. Sure, yeah. How many games did they won? They won, uh... They should have won three in Oakland. Won two in Oakland? Yeah. Won a series against the Rays? Never a bad thing. (laughs) Now going to a home series in Seattle? Uh, A neutral site. It's going to uh, it's going to be ridiculous. So we'll talk about all that uh, right after we do the usual shilling stuff. Where if you're hearing this by chance, say we say something uh, extraordinarily inflammatory later on, and someone's like, "Well, you got to hear this." Uh, if you're that guy who's been told you got to hear this, you shouldn't. You can do that on iTunes by uh, subscribing, and then when you hear it, you'd be like, "Wow, that was pretty cool." So you can rate and review on iTunes. I'll keep us up there on the charts and uh, make us feel good about ourselves and our brands. And you can also <laughs> yeah, go over cool. to uh, the Patreon campaign, which we are graciously accepting. Your uh, we don't graciously accept it; we <laughs> we ignorantly and and like entitledly ex- uh, accept your gracious contribution. That's what's gracious. Yeah. They the 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 givers, the listeners, the helpers, the the people with who to whom we owe it all. They're gracious. We have no grace. We are without grace. Well, we're asking them to give us money, so yeah, I think that's... I There's think not that's really a lot of grace like in that, yeah. No. Uh, but you can do that at patreon.com slash birds all day. We're getting very close to the next uh, threshold, the next level <laughs> yeah, of we thing. we have been for the last several weeks. 
Well, we, you know, cool, we're, we you plateau. Know? We're happy where we are. Oh, yeah. No, so very I'm happy. Very, very happy with what's... Which isn't to say don't, don't, you know, if you're on the fence, go ahead and, and contribute some money. That's cool, too. But everybody who has already contributed, it's, uh, it is life-affirming. You guys are heroes. This is, this is terrific. No one ever sent back a Sunday because it had too much chocolate sauce on it. That's what I'm saying. It's all good. We love it all. Uh, has anyone ever sent back a Sunday for anything? I wonder. This this uh, ice cream Sunday is unacceptable. <laughs> Take it back. I'm sure it's some entitled little monsters of like, or if someone had nuts on it, and they were like, "I'm allergic to nuts." Yeah, an entitled happen. entitled flawed monster. Yeah, for which nature is trying to seek retribution. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, so yeah, we'll talk about baseball, and we'll probably prattle on about other things that irk us. Or uh, things that are deserving of praise. Uh, we got a big uh, segment on the Pan Am Games baseball coming up as well. Uh, well, don't make people turn off their podcast right now. Well, we could. Well, you, like, I had a lovely time watching some Pan Am baseball. Like I could not give two shits about what happened in Pan Am baseball. Canada won. We are Canadian. Cool. That's cool. Their collection of half retired and quad A guys beat the. <laughs> Collection of American quad A guys and half retired quasi prospects. Are you saying Casey Kochman is half retired? I'm saying a Tyler O'Neill, Mariners prospect. I think he made a, a good showing of himself. Uh, I tell you what, if he's a prospect, you're playing in the fucking Pan Am games. He's low A. I li- I think there's a lot to like there. <laughs> Don't hate. And the women, the women of playing the Pan Ams. People were really fucking weird about the Pan Ams, and and now the city seems to have embraced it. That's very nice. It's only because wait until they bid for the Olympics. Just wait for that. Please don't. I will almost guarantee that they will. Oh yeah, that yeah. Like this is this that's is what a trial this is supposed run. to be. Yeah, trial run. We have no fucking say in it. It's just some idiot anonymous fucking rich vanity project dick. It's gonna be like, yeah, come see my fucking shit. Like, let's rape our fucking government for dollars for fucking shit we don't need. Because I have this fucking vanity project I want to do and, and fucking give a bunch of money to... I don't, I don't even know who the fucking IOC chairman is anymore. Some, some fucking poor man, Sepp Blatter. It's garbage. Fuck the Olympics. Fuck, fuck all that shit. Off to a rousing start here on this. <laughs> the 20th edition of Birds All Day. Here we are on Andrew's Olympic Hour. We're going to talk about uh, the modern pentathlon, I believe. That's when they shoot guns, right? There's I one, don't know. There's one event where they shoot guns. Hey, good on you if you like the Olympics and you are an Olympic athlete and all that stuff. If, you're on, if you are an Olympic athlete, there's a good chance you're not listening to this because your life is that of a robot. <laughs> where you have train a do, and yeah. and then go to university for engineering invariably and then you train some more like a robot but it's good because remember that time when that guy with the beard won that won that thing and then he drank a beer that was cool that was pretty cool what was yeah. that john montgomery that was his name look at that wow yeah i, I definitely uh, did not have that one in the memory bank i uh, i i don't know if you saw me tweeting out my uh, my horish content this week but i i'm a an expert in amateur athletics that's true yeah you are yeah. i know i know all about the long jump it's very technical it's called the runway Wow, <laughs> that's okay. All right. 
Speaking of the runway, the Jets are on the runway as we're getting ready to take off this trading season. As the first uh, jumbo jet was shot out of the sky by Billy Bean's Scud missiles. As Scud Casimir <laughs> shipped to the Houston Astros for two very interesting prospects. You know, the guy, I, someone who was involved in the development of the Scud missile was when I when I can't sleep. Sometimes I get into Wikipedia holes. Yeah, uh, I was Canadian. I forget his name. Uh, this Canadian Steve guy. Steve Scud. He worked at. He worked, <laughs> yeah, Steve Scud. Yeah, that's right. No, like he worked at. He was assassinated. I think by the Mossad, but they don't know. But but like he worked at Avro and like helped in development of all this like space kind of uh, weaponry at first, and then like started working like kind of as a free agent and working for other guys. Assassinated by the Mossad. They were they, they 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 nobody knows for sure. That's what people seem to think. But I think other people. I think the Mossad are like, no, no, the Iranians got him. I think because he was working for Iraq. Anyway, this is a tangent. But if you got to go, you mentioned, you mentioned Scud. assassinated by the Mossad. It's pretty, pretty good amazing. Way. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Related to Wikipedia hole today, I fell into an SR seventy one Blackbird hole. Oh, I saw some of your tweets on. That, oh actually. shit! <laughs> yeah. The coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, Scott Casimir. He did not take an SR-71 Blackbird to fly from from Oakland to Houston. Although, if he did, it would probably only take about an hour and a half to get there. Because that airplane goes very fast. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah. Uh, hour and a half, if that. It would be what, a, a, what a machine. What a machine. <laughs> a fine flying machine. <laughs> flying with the power of like a 286 computer, probably also. <laughs> uh, so that sucks, because the Blue Jays were, were reportedly uh, very much in the mix for Scott Casimir. Yeah. They Buster were, only said that... Uh, they would have had to part with. They were disappointed. I think John Heyman said they were disappointed. Buster only said they would have had to part with one of their better pitching prospects in order to make it happen. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to part with one of your better pitching prospects, maybe, maybe a rental pick. isn't the guy that you want to do that for. Okay, well, let's come back to the other one. The the, the other big name. So Casimir's gone, much to the chagrin of uh, all involved. But uh, would have been a great fit. I think would have been a great yeah. fit. He's yep. a good pitcher. He's he's a pretty cool, good story. He's going back to pitch in his hometown now, which you know, I don't know if he had any sway on where he went, but I'm sure he would prefer to pitch for Houston than for Toronto. As would 99% of, every, of baseball, I would say. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, you think so? Houston's a shithole. Let's not, get, let's not go nuts, but they let's, have a thing about Toronto. If you're from that part of the world, you're from that part of the world. I've never been to Houston, but I'm pretty sure it's a shithole. It's hot as balls, is my understanding. Beyonce's from Houston, so really? it's not all bad. Yeah, uh, Carlos Carrasco was the name that's been bandied about a bunch today. The Blue Jays have had talks with the Indians. There's been discussions. There's been conversations. Please. There's been lookings. The Clevelands. The, with, with Cleveland. I, I realized it as soon as it <laughs> slipped from my lips. It happens. It happens. But uh, Carlos, Carlos Carrasco is very interesting. Because he's fucking good. He's good. He's really fucking good. He's got a neat little contract, you know, full of options and bought out free agent years. Yeah. Here's the thing about Carlos Carrasco. He ain't coming cheap. Holy fuck no. Yeah. They're, no matter what you think the price for Carlos Carrasco was, add a guy, I think, is kind of the, is, a, is a good rule of thumb here. Yeah. Or, I mean, I wrote about this a bit. Just uh, I just published it so before we went on, so Drew, you haven't read it, but... Uh, <clears throat> So I can't blame you for not, you know, putting my wisdom into into your into your calculation here. Talking about it, but no, uh, there. I don't know how there's a fit there. You know, Cleveland's got complete garbage sunk cost in like Michael Bourne and Nick Swisher. If I'm them, and I'm thinking, and somebody wants you know to get Carrasco off me, 
maybe take that fucking $15 million each off my books or one of those, you know, take one of those two guys and now we'll talk, you know, and you'll still, they'll still get great prospects for him and they'll save some money for going forward and they won't have, you know, a sunk roster spot. Uh, If I'm Cleveland, that's probably how I would approach it. I think that would be a, you know, that's cut. We've seen deals like that. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But if they don't, then, you know, they're just going to be asking teams for so much, understandably, because Carrasco's really good and under control and cheap and all that and has options after that. Like, it's four, It's a four-year deal with two options at the end and, like, four years and 22 and then two, like, $9 million options for a guy with, like, 10 strikeouts per nine and less than two walks and, you know, a little bit of a weird ERA this year because he's got some BABIP issues, but all the peripherals are like, this guy's really fucking good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, and then if it comes down to... Cleveland maybe trying to sneak in someone like a Bourne or a Swisher and get some money off their books that way. Well, then the Jays are out, right? Like that's it. That's not that's not how they do business. Not when they're not when they're maxed out on spending. You know, having to pay Jose Reyes and such. They do have to do those things. <laughs> they have to do. It doesn't matter how much. I mean, how much money comes off the books this year? Eh, I, I, Swisher. No. I tried to talk myself into Nick Swisher before. I remember at the start of the year when it was like, hey, Cleveland should, Cleveland might be willing to eat some money to get rid of Nick Swisher. He really hasn't done himself any favors. He's, He's garbage a trash. lot. I think he might be just kind of yeah, a little, on the hurt, little too much hurt. To Born too. Both of them. I, both of them. Their Fangraphs version of war. Uh, both of them are a minus point six on the season. I don't know how many plate appearances that's in, but that ain't good. In some ways, I always, I'm always willing to talk myself into a guy with born skill set because I think that it tends to age. It ages well unless you're hurt. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then it, unless then, it doesn't. When it doesn't, it doesn't. But well, when it does, it, it sort of It does. ages well if, if the guy's body ages well, basically. Yeah. Where it's not like he's just going to get bad. It's like he's hurt, and which t- saps away all his ability to do all the things that he does. Uh, but he's, there's no fit for born. No. You can a guy like Swisher. If you can hit, you can find him a place. You DH first base, yeah, left field, whatever. But no, nah, not now. Yeah, he's a rich man's Chris Colabello. A re- hey, Colabello. It's it's so funny because we talked about this before, and I was thinking about it, and I I saw somebody else having a conversation about you know the Colabello and the and the. Carrera, like I need them to start playing worse. <laughs> yeah, because I need them. I want a better yeah, player. That's how you say that, yeah. And uh, it's stupid to think that way. It is a little bit, yeah. But at the same time, it's Carrera like, is on that edge where it's like there's internal stuff too. Like you know, you don't want to show. It seems like you, the manager doesn't want to be, or the GM doesn't want to be like, hey. We're getting this guy out. He's playing really well, but we know he's garbage. So you know, it, it seems like a weird message to send to the team, or a team that people are, afra- or a message that, that people are afraid to send to the team. Yeah, understandably. I think so. Even though the like, team, thanks a lot for coming not. in on a song and taking a, we were taking a shot on you. Yeah, we, we got someone better. Yeah, we don't feel like even though you've completely done more than we could have ever hoped for, we don't. We still don't want to pay you your big league salary and keep you here. We're just gonna sort of discard you like that. And I, yeah, I guess it's understandable that that doesn't resonate with the, with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah, they could they could do better. I mean, Dalton Pompey is starting to hit you know a little bit. They played him in left field in Buffalo the other night. Hint, hint. There's a guy who could help them down the way, but 
you know, you just gotta wait until Carrera can't do it. Some of the other names that I've so I've got a list of just basically like the guys who the Jays have been attached to. We've got Carlos Carlos Carrasco is going to go to David Price, maybe next. David Price is going to take quite a bit as a rental. He's at least a rental, which means the cost is going to be a little bit less. But I mean, I think that seems to be what the Jays are, are it, as in as much as we can, you know, figure out what the fuck the Jays are even doing. You know, we can't we you know we're trying to divine it from these rumors that you know who knows what they all mean, but mm-hmm. not, like. It seems a solid principle to be like, well, if you're going to pay this much for David Price, why not pay a little bit more and get a Carrasco and pay and or and you know and get a, a get a Tyson Ross or someone like that? Uh, it just depends on how much the difference is. Obviously, that's the, that's the big question. I think the other the, the big question then I'll, that I'll ask that will instead of just kind of going down all these names, uh, you know, Matt Lato, apparently Richard Griffin poo pooed the Matt Latos thing. That uh, John Morosi kind of, yeah. John Morosi's <laughs> been getting my cards and letters and kind of floated a Jays are interested. That whole day was weird. It was like, oh, Jays are really interested in Latos. Well, he's one of the guys that are interested. Well, he's a backup guy. No, they don't like him at all. But they no. like Dan Heron. Well, Dan Heron. Yeah. Of course, they don't want Dan Heron. I'm going to drop a big happening. old fuck that on Dan Heron. I like Dan Heron, and 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 he's had a really good career, but I do not find him to be an ideal fit. No. Uh, then again, maybe he wouldn't be so bad. But the the point that i'm getting at is well, marco estrada is one of the best like it's like anchoring this rotation so like it's hard to turn your nose up too far at the idea of dan Heron. Yeah, that's true yeah question Early is reasons. right now based on you know prospect stuff is so it just changes minute to minute yeah but who's on do you have a if you are the blue jays or you are you looking at the blue jays doing things do you have a list the, the anyone but list. Stroman, we we've been Stroman through the Stroman, is, Stroman on the list. Is the, well, I kind of I kind of do, but no. Well, Stroman is the only one. Stroman's the only one. Yeah. Stroman and like Josh Donaldson are like the whole organization. The only one ones I wouldn't even bother considering. Really? Batista probably goes in there too. I. But I don't think. I mean, fuck. I don't want to trade Jeff Hoffman. I don't want to trade Dan Norris if I don't have to. I think it would be great if the Jays could get stuff and not give up Norris. That was the great thing about Donaldson. I thought last year was that, you know, the the Jays got Josh Donaldson. You know, well, there's several great things about it. But they got Donaldson without giving up Sanchez, Stroman, and all those other guys that people have been asking for for forever. Mm -hmm. You know? So hopefully they can pull something like that off. Can I say something? Please do. That I there's a name that's slowly creeping its way onto my list. Mm-hmm. That is Anthony Alford. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's. <laughs> it, it would not he's take a, a. He's the natural. Come on. This is crazy. Well, there there's something to that there in really, my mind. No, it's true. I know. I know. Finally, after too many years of mashing his brain around trying to play, see if if I <laughs> you know Anthony Alford when they switched to off a quarterback that should have been it. You know what? And I shit on the Olympics earlier. Fuck football. Fuck that piece of shit sport. Fuck that so hard. Every every Olympian, you are a god compared to fucking garbage football people. I mean, I get it. it, it <laughs> let's 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 go ahead and assume that Anthony Alford didn't grow up dreaming of being a big league ball player. I, I think he made that relatively clear. <laughs> Man, want to play football? So cool. he played football. Good on him. Now he's playing baseball, and the results as as uh, as foolish as 
scouting or evaluating to the stat line might be, they're good. Yeah. And, and to see him make such great strides and have... Keith Law had him as like the 39th best prospect in baseball at midseason. He had, he had like 110 at-bats in three years coming mm-hmm. into this season. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy because he just has that much natural ability. And now that they're actually... He's actually getting the opportunity to be a baseball player and put that ability to use. It's a little scary what you know where where you think that could go. And that is something that even still the Blue Jays have not done. Well, who was the last homegrown position player of any consequence? And I, it's probably Aaron Hill. Well, Adam Lynn's all right. Traded for Marco Estrada is of consequence. <laughs> Traded for rotation anchor Marco Estrada. Yeah. No, I know. I don't know. It's but UK. Maybe, so it's it's Aaron Hill. It's it's Adam Lynn. It's been a long time. And even those, both of those Young guys. Gomes. <laughs> no, it's in the guard. <laughs> those are like low. Lynn was like a really low, really high floor. Yeah. And a and a high ceiling. That I don't know that he, I mean, because he's only he's a platoon guy, but I don't think he's come close to hitting that ceiling. Considering he's a left fielder for however long, <laughs> he was like yeah. 25, 25 year old DH with yeah. no discernible like body issues. He just is <laughs> like, well, no, he just kind of prances around out there. So let him DH. Uh, and we playing first base, I guess now. But uh, that would be really uh, that would be a real shot in the arm to have a guy like Alfred. Uh, you know, contribute meaningfully as an outfielder, a homegrown outfielder, even though he doesn't have a lot of experience. Which, of course, brings us to Dalton Pompey, who was the same fucking guy last year. If we were sitting here having this conversation <laughs> last year, we would have been like, "Well, fuck no! Look at him—he's flying up, he's flying yeah. through the system." Little different, I think. Different. A the little situation different just is different, just because yeah. Because he's def- Alfred has barely played baseball. It's crazy. I mean, I know that, you know you get you. He's not just dicking around in spring training or an extended, you know, and so he was playing in short season teams. And so when you see, you know, 30 at bats, he was still. Literally 30 at bats, though. Yeah, he was. I mean, like, he'd still spend a week in Vancouver. It's crazy. Which, for a normal person, hasn't allowed you to adjust to the fact of how shitty it is. <laughs> and then you got to go, okay, go back, you go to Mississippi. Yeah. Which, oh, sorry, I meant culture shock before. Sorry, culture shock. Week is what you need to engage to culture shock. <laughs> of right. But I don't know. Uh, Anthony Alford's getting, is getting up there for me. But everybody else, go fuck off. And Sanchez, gone in my mind. If, if the right deal, just, yeah, if, if the if right the deal, right deal comes so. about. Yeah. Dan North's gone. Jeff Hoffman gone. That's the thing about Alfred. Yeah, Alfred is like the lottery ticket that I want to keep. I'm like, I like these numbers. I I understand it's an it's a lottery ticket. But if he, I mean, how can Alfred be a deal breaker? I would hope he wouldn't be. I would hope he was a guy that there, you know, someone would be like, hey, we'll take Pompey or Alfred right now. I like Pompey, but I I kind of really I want to I don't want to find out what the, where this fucking Alfred thing is going with him in another organization. I want to see what it, you know. Maybe it'll flame out. Maybe it'll it'll mm-hmm. hit a ceiling, but. It's just it's just that much natural talent is kind of staggering to see. Like you should not be able to like step into the Florida State League at twenty, like two and a half years younger than league average. In a, an extreme pitchers league. Yeah. And just keep killing it with so little baseball having been played over the last, you know, however many years that he, he was 
know, he went to Australia. He, you know, he got some. He's got reps in, which mm-hmm. is important. But you know, there's just. You know, and that's, I mean, and then we're just, we're only talking about him as a hitter because, like, he just has to hit a bit to carry, you know, some of the other physical tools that he has, which is, you know, he should be able to play defense given his athleticism and, and I, his athleticism. He was a, he was a quarter, sorry, yeah. Is that code? Was <laughs> I using code? A little bit. Damn it. No, it's, no, you're <laughs> and not. He's a quarter, he, he was a quarterback, and so, you know, and but, a defensive, he, and a defensive back in well, the, in, in the SEC. Know, speaking of, that sort of, but no, and, but no, but and, but so I mean, he must have an arm of some yeah. of some caliber to have been a quarterback that got you know that, that was like starting in fucking Division One. Like, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to like there. He is currently uh, tied for third in the Florida State League uh, with, among guys with a hundred plate appearances or more. Uh, he's twenty. The guy who's in first is twenty five. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, he, and he's actually moved up to Double A. Subsequently, but uh, yeah, it's something. No, I like Alfred. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, I, that is that. Yeah, he's on my list. Now, the other question is: Should there even be a list? Can a team that's this fucking sad sack for however many years <laughs> that is that is this talented, this offense that is just being literally squandered, can there afford to be a list? This is this is kind of what we talked about last week. Should there be a list? Well. There should be. I think I think it's okay to have a very small list. I think our lists are small. I don't think it. You know, I, you don't want to be the dickhead Red Sox about it. Like, oh, oh no, we're not going to give you Swyard or Betts. You know, all very outstanding talents that they should. You know, Boogie Betts is a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> but I mean, why do you need to put him on a list? I don't know. But I, you know, I'm fine with just Strowman and and for the right deal. I'm and and I like I like where you're going with this Alfred thing. But everybody else. Yeah, fuck it. Trade them. If you're if it makes your team better, like you can't squander this fucking thing. The twins the twins have the second wild card. Go kill the goddamn twins. They suck. They're trash. They are so bad. Even and if they the suck stupid so fucking Yankees keep winning, which is which really frustrating because they'll never lose. But Because you know, they're not they're not gonna sit still. Of all the teams in the whole world, the, the Yankees made what, three significant up to upgrades last year and they were shit. Yeah. They did it for no apparent reason. <laughs> they were like, okay, we'll get Brandon McCarthy for nothing. Yeah. Basically for Yen Jervis we'll Solarte. Yeah. yeah. They'll they traded they traded for Chase Headley and then they signed him. And he's garbage. Just hot fire trash. <laughs> he was good last year. He's so bad this year. Yeah, but Do you know why they're doing well? There's one one reason why they're doing well right now. It's the summer of Al. That's why. It's pretty amazing. It's the best. Stupid to share is good too, but I I he can go for I do really want He's not Al. It, it, I'm very okay with good things happening for him. I, it's, I, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so that kind of answers it, though. Like, I, yeah, there, there, there needs to be a, not, not necessarily like a no touching list, but like a, it's gonna, you know, oh, this is the after a very nice meal and a very, very <laughs> high end European picture. Like that's yeah. the only, yeah, because I mean if. I don't know. I don't want to play this restoration game too much more. All right, I'm glad we've agreed to mostly agree here. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk uh, more about things that are uh, the tangible and real as opposed to dreamy and wishcastery. Uh, all that, so much more in this edition of Birds All Day.
All right, so all uh, of the trade talk and all of the rumors and all of the uh, disappointment at the fact that the team, as we've said and will continue to say, needs to do something. Uh, right now, they're pretty good. Yeah. Two or three against Oakland, which is a good team that wears bad teams' clothing. Should have been three or three. And beat uh, Tampa Bay, which is a bad team, wears good teams' clothing. Two or three. Pretty good. Starting pitching has been inexplicably good. Yeah, I don't mean is is that is that fair to say inexplicably I so. good? I think so. Mark Mark Burley has been inexplicably good in that he's not been Mark Burley. He's been like Zach Greinke. <laughs> it's been ridiculous. Yeah, Clayton Burley out there just he hasn't walked anybody in July, which is fun. <laughs> so fucked. Yeah, it's fun and hard to believe, but uh, he's been off his ass. Yeah, Estrada's uh, been good. Dickey's been been fine since the start of June. Drew Hutchison, uh, his sickness prevented him from sucking today, which is always nice. Oh yeah, that yeah. Who knows what would have happened if that had fucking not occurred? Well, at least he gets to play against the Mariners now. The Mariners are trash. Um, this is true. They're so bad, uh, which is going to be hilarious. But so apparently, he's going to be good to go to start tomorrow. Felix Dubrant, he pitched not at all terribly that last night. No, he's you know. Still garbage, but uh, but he pitched very well. <laughs> serviceable garbage. Yes, serviceable garbage. What's wrong with Felix Colabello standing on the mound, <laughs> just hoping for the best? You talked about lottery tickets. Like it's this is more of like a you're trying to hit a hard eight. Hard eight. You put a dollar on the hard eight, and there goes Mark uh, Felix Dubron. You're like, hey, hard eight, win five bucks. Yeah. Put a dollar down, win five bucks. Nothing major. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> it's just it's a little uneasy to watch, but sure. Sure, we'll take it. He has... Yeah, you take it. He doesn't have to be that good to pitch for this team. That's sort of the thing. But that's obviously why that's... We can, that's why we can have a Dan Heron rumor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, around the, and around the diamond, again, we would upgrade in left field. In, in, in that, you've got two guys, basically, who... I don't... God loved Danny Valencia, and people really, really like Danny Valencia. All the homies, <laughs> like the Zoobs and all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Danny Valencia's personality, <laughs> blinding to the fact that Danny Valencia is a limited ball player. Yeah. Uh, but he's good at what he's good at. He sure is. Keep him and let him do it as often as he can. Unless you can move him for something better, yeah. Move him. Yeah, I guess you don't really need too many more guys who do those things, right? And, well, that's the thing. The Colabellas, the Valencias, the Carreras... Who's a backup third baseman? It's Danny Valencia. That's true. You do need him for that. The but no, if you, if you need him for that, you might as well just just yeah. shut the season down. That's where we are right now with the Josh Johnson love affair thing. If oh, yeah. something happens to Josh Johnson, it's That's just like, it. well, burn burn your jerseys. Go get a big saw, cut the CN Tower in half if it just collapse into the Sky Dome. He's really fucking good. He's amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine trading him for any reason? Oh, you'd be so pissed off. You'd be despondent. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For Brett Laurie. Uh, so that was another thing on my little list. So the Brett, there was some Brett Laurie uh, self-generated drama this week. Yeah. Nothing's ever easy. Nothing was ever s- simple with Brett Laurie. You do, when you have that many Red Bulls in a day, it's not going to be. You are at, over, out there overthinking everything. Just crushing the cans, crushing the empty cans on your head. So I don't know why he decided he didn't need to talk to it reporters. It was weird. And then he changed his mind and then did talk to reporters. You said it was weird? It was weird. He started out with... it was Because uh, I can't watch shit like that. I'm, well, it was an Jesus. interview. It was supposed to be an interview with Barry Davis. And I guess he 
told him before. He said, Barry, I got something I need to say. And he did like a... So I want to Go say all, thank ever you to... The, ever the, the loyal Rogers guy. Going to... So Mr. Rogers. Yeah, there you go. So he he though Rogers did you know help him marketing wise, blew a lot of smoke up his ass. That they did uh, probably probably made him some extra coin on the side by pumping him pumping his tires all that time. He is he is what he is now. I think, and I think this is this isn't maybe. I th- I still think he's a very good defensive third baseman. The numbers don't necessarily show that this year. Um, playing in Oakland, which is unusual because there's so much room to gain extra out-of-range points in Oakland, which was yeah. the, the knock on Donaldson when he came over. He doesn't look like he's quite the guy he's been in the past on any of the batted ball. Like The inside edge fielding shows Brett Lurie to be, you know, the even and unlikely plays, like the things that are between 60% likely to field be fielded and 10%, way below his own numbers, uh, whatever. He's like a league average hitter and a, maybe a league average or probably a little bit better third baseman, which is fine. That's a good player. Yeah. Josh Donaldson, it is not. No, it is not a perennial, now perennial AL MVP candidate. Uh, I don't know. It's I said something about it was weird because he chose not to speak to the media, which got, got attracted a lot of negative attention. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that was the whole thing, right? Like, why... Just, just talk, and, and then it's it's over, and it's nothing. Well, like as you wrote, like all just speak in the no, normal, empty, bland platitudes <laughs> of your people, yeah. baseball players. Instead, he comes up with this weird, like scripted, strange, passionate. Like I love the people of Toronto, not just the people of Toronto who made me feel welcome in every restaurant and every establishment. Is what he was saying, and but the people all over Canada. Canada is always my home. Uh, okay, Brad, you, know, you talk, protest too much, my friend, but. Uh, it's just like he's gonna get booed, I think, when they come here. I might put a wager on that with you right now. You think that he won't get booed? Uh, have you seen the jerseys? Yeah, but they—he doesn't play for the Blue Jays anymore. Uh, yeah, have you seen? Do you know? Are you familiar with his passport at all? Yeah, there's that. I, I don't know that he's going to get booed. I think there'll be boos. Were, <laughs> were he a man of color? I might be, <laughs> no, I might no. be on your Here side. Here we go. No, I Here. no but I think, I think people, I think people uh, will not boo him. I think, so, well, I think it'll be mixed a little bit. I don't know, though. I don't, you, I don't, so you're going to boo him is what you're saying? No, why would I boo him? I don't know. He was an okay player here and then he got traded. Yeah. What the fuck do I care? True. Like I don't understand. You know, it's not like it's not like the guys who force their way out of town, like Roy Halladay, or like, uh, <laughs> and then are feted as a god at every opportunity. Well, unless you ask Jeff Blair, apparently, but uh, who was very big on like you know Roy Halladay forced his way out of town, and like the other week, I forget what that was all about. But anyway, yeah, no, I don't think it's I, I, it's not like a guy. It's not like a guy like Malky Cabrera who. Became a free agent and then got offered a ton of money by somebody and less money by the Jays and chose to take the other people's money. People are probably not as happy about that kind of thing. They use the booing as a as a, a means to to communicate with the management and with Rogers. I think more than uh, they boo about players. I think that sort of goes down to 
like the the psychology of booing of a lot of things there. Like you know, I remember Roy Halladay getting booed after giving up a home run because they're booing the situation. Or, you know, they they boo all sorts of fucking stuff. Those fucking idiots. <laughs> Ingrates. They booed Carlos Delgado. I know. It's so stupid. But a lot of it, I think, is, and they will they will tell you, the ingrates will tell you, that it's that they're not booing Delgado. They're trying to make it clear to they the ownership. They booed Vernon Wells. <laughs> yeah, well, that was probably personal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think they're trying to make it clear to ownership the, how they feel about what has happened? So I don't, you know, I don't know why any Blue Jays player fan would look at Brett Laurie and be like, "I have any ill will towards him or towards that trade or anything." I think he'll be okay. You made a compelling argument. I am more on your side now. I'll boo the shit out of him. <laughs> boo! I don't care. No, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. T- yeah, uh, he's a crazy person, but he's fine. interesting. Here that I wrote my note on our ever detailed run sheet my my <laughs> folder full of google docs that are have you know 60 words or less on each one uh this one says brett laurie isn't really worth our breath and yet here we are gotta pay the bills you got josh donaldson in exchange for brett laurie so you know, in in that way brett laurie should be again he should get the same royal welcome that is reserved for roy halliday Probably. He man, he facilitated Josh Donaldson coming to the Blue Jays. We're going to give Josh Donaldson a big ego. He's going to get... This is, we're gonna I think he's okay. You think he's okay? He's grounded? He's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, he's a, he developed late, so that's okay. He, he's going to be well paid for his decline years. That is very true as well. Like, I, would, I, would, I, would put, I would say I would say that there is a better chance that Kyle Drabeck gets booed if he plays in Rogers Center this year than Brett Laurie. Who does Kyle Drabeck play for? I think he's still with the White Sox. I thought they were DFA'd him. Yeah, I think he ended up going... Do you think he's in the minors and he might still be in the organization? Like, I think nobody claimed him on waivers. Is he out of options? Is he not? Anyway, you know what? No yeah, one I think cares they, about I think it's like DFA, waivers, and then he ended up... You know, he's off the 40 Clearing, yeah. in the in the organization. He is... He pitched five innings for the White Sox this year. There you go. I don't... Anyway, who cares? Anything else to talk about? I don't know. Blue Jays are playing pretty good. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Pilar is just kind of existing out there. Edmund, Edmund Carnacion, I man, he looks so much worse than he is. It's really true. It's weird. And you know, the swing just doesn't look the same. Like, but then he hit one the other night <laughs> to the fucking moon. They showed yeah. a replay of it on the A's, podcast, on the A's broadcast, and they were ooing and aahing and being like, just fawning over his load and it's like just loads up and just unloads all over that that pitch oh they were just all over him with adoration and i'm like man he looks old he looks like he's old and ragged and just not the same yeah i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but the numbers the numbers don't support my double here we're recording on thursday you had a double here today and yeah no you're right the numbers don't support looking at him oh (laughs) like what the fuck one thing we haven't talked about, Jabba Chamberlain. Oh, yeah. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> it's cool. I'm into yeah. it. I don't think there's anything left him in that him, tank. Him and Michael Saunders can talk about the bone-on-bone in their joints after Detroit. Just his elbow ligaments have all been ground to dust by the Tigers last year. Absolutely. Last couple of years. But, hey, if he, if he could do anything, cool. I don't know. I'm I'm willing to let him give, give her a shot. 
Yeah. Like, who the fuck else have they run out there? I, I mean... But the thing is, the bullpen's not that bad. That's yeah. the, the worst thing about the bullpen is that it's not that it's not good. It's that it just hasn't... Well, it's the ultimate condemnation of the bullpen because it sucks when it matters. A little bit. Their yeah. lever, high leverage... Uh, you know, Wilner wrote something that kind of danced around the numbers a little bit, but it was like, they've been pretty not worth complaining about, except for all the times that they've pitched badly when they needed to not. Yeah. Which is really problematic. But, I mean, you got Bo Schultz now, and Roberto Osuna is obviously a human being, not not what he was for the first three months of the year, but, but still no, very good. Terrific. I mean, Sanchez should help. When he gets back there, we haven't talked about that. The decision to move him to the bullpen. We should talk about that in the same breath we talk about Jobber Chamberlain, which is to say, don't fuck around with it. <laughs> this is the last time they get to move him to the bullpen without moving him to become a reliever. Yeah, I think so. This is it. Part of the reason that you wanted him to be a starter this year, apart from the fact that he's a fucking starter, but you didn't want to put him in the bullpen, and at least for me... And end up at the end of the year with him pitching 70 innings and then looking at being a starter next year with Burley gone, with Dickey possibly gone, and who knows what else in the rotation. You know, he was going to be the 2016 starter. We knew that in April. It seemed like it would be weird to have him there next year having never pitched more than whatever he pitched last year in terms of innings, like 130 innings or 140 innings or whatever it was, which is still, it's enough to like bump him up. But I, part of the calculation I thought that made it like so clear that he should have been in the, the rotation for, to begin with was that, you know, it would allow him to build those innings up a little bit more. Now that he like kind of lost seven weeks, almost two months, you know, he's not going to be able to do that anyway. So he's still a guy who's never pitched beyond what he did last year when he comes into next year anyway. So whatever, move him to the bullpen. Because, but also because they could really fucking use him in the bullpen. Especially if they trade for somebody, which they goddamn well should and most likely will. But even if not, you know, Dan Norris's stuff doesn't play up in the bullpen the way that Sanchez's does. You know, say nobody does. You know, Marco Estrada, he's been great in the rotation. You wouldn't want to move him. But if, you know, if it was like... In term, if that was a guy that you wanted to move to the bullpen, if DuBron was a guy you wanted to move, none of those guys, even Norris, for as much as we like him, he's not like a power arm reliever who's going to come in and be like an eighth, ninth inning guy for you. But we, now, this is all acting under the impre- under the assumption that Aaron Sanchez somehow learned how to throw strikes <laughs> in a way out of the bullpen that is a lasting switch. Which that he it's ha- only which he when has- he's a starter... Has he forgotten how to throw strikes? Which is, uh, which I mean, uh, he pitched again today uh, for Buffalo, or yesterday, or whatever. Who knows what day it was? He threw fourteen pitches and six strikes. Yeah, he got a double play. Yeah. If you're walking people, and the, first, the, the previous the, the previous one was no better. It's who he is. Yeah. He's Brandon Morrow <laughs> without the curveball. Yeah, which is a thing. Which is because you know. If you if you're walking no, guys, no, he's not Brandon Moore without the curveball. No, That's not he's fair. He's totally but. not. But if you're walking guys, and you can strike guys out, that's that's okay. If you're walking guys and you're relying on balls going into somebody's glove, that's it can be problematic. More, it's you know the walk. You know Steve Delabar can walk a guy, but can still strike out inside. Even though you know I'm talking about the good Steve Delabar that we haven't seen for two years. Ah, he's been fine. He's terrible. 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But I, I like I, if you look at the velocity on the on the fastball or the sinker or whatever he fucking uses. Uh, the difference between last year out of the bullpen and this year, uh, there's enough of a difference that it becomes sort of a different weapon for him. I think I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. I think he will be a good addition to the to the bullpen. And fuck if he can't stri- throw strikes into the bullpen, <laughs> who the fuck wants him as a starter anyway? Yeah, that's true. But this is it. See, I'm not as much of a innings X and then innings X plus Y equals well, next kinda, year. That's, that's gone away a bit. But uh, the fact that he's been hurt and the fact that he's going to be in the bullpen means he's just not going to... We're not going to see what happens when he gets tired or when he gets a little run down in terms of like pitching a full season if it is taking the ball 65 or 70 times as a reliever or taking the ball every fifth day for 30 times, 35 times, 32 times. No one takes it that many. Well, times. and that's part of it too, right? I mean, like he... Seeing what he what happens when he gets run down when he pitches a lot of innings, I I wrote about that when he first went on the DL. He I think the most pitches he threw last year was ninety two. He had like four games where he threw more than ninety pitches, and that's it. And then his like seven of his last eight were over a hundred, like a hundred seven and one hundred five hundred. Mm-hmm. And then one was a ninety nine, and like they were all like they were asking him to go deeper into games and throw more pitches than. You know he's ever been used to before, and uh, it ended up with him on the shelf and now in the bullpen, which is you know which is to say now they're going to go back you know they're going to have to go back next year and still are kind of in uncharted waters with that. Well, so whoever they get, he gets traded to has to worry about that <laughs> shit. You think that's happening? Here's hoping. Here's I, hoping. Yeah, because the because dealing the. All the deals. He's got those, so much value right now as, a, as an injured quasi reliever. All the deals for those other Lansing guys from back uh, a few years ago—they've worked out so well. They're well, like, the other ones have been the other ones have been trash. <laughs> Nicolino, trash. Disco Fanny, trash. There's only one who's good, and it's the one they traded. That they shouldn't have. Yeah, uh, whatever. We don't need to get into that again. That's please not. Uh, that's it. Hopefully, okay. Here's another question for you. Last question. When we do this again, will the roster be significantly different? It will not yet be. Yeah, it will be. Oh, will it will be the day before the deadline. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I will say no. Which I don't want to say. But do so you think the roster will be the same, or do you think the roster will be different? I don't know if. It, uh, like, will they have made a trade between now and the next time we podcast? I don't... Yes. Here's a theory that I've thought about in my head, and I don't know if it's going to make sense, but I'll say it anyway. Okay. Anthopolis seems, and I hate when people do this, and I don't know why I'm doing it, when they try to read what he's, like, his past and, and like, project it onto what he's going to do now, because I don't think it means anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that he likes, he's likes to jump the market. That's good. good. Thing. I like that too. Or if you look at you know the like the Urban Santana things, and he sometimes like to like let's draw it out until the last possible second to get as much value out of it, with less sometimes maybe in the middle. Very definitive statement right there. <laughs> I would so say... so based on that theory, I'm thinking if he's not jumping the market and not like fuck this. 
I know what I want. I know what it's costing, and I'm going to do it. He's waiting, and if when he gets into that holding pattern of waiting, it probably will be last minute if it even happens at all. But I think it's going to happen. Well, I think I, I don't even know if it's going to happen. I say I think it's going to happen agree because I don't want to contemplate the possibility of it not happening. I hope fuck that. I hope there's an opportunity for him to be that jump into the market early guy. Where and the market's already going. Well, it's it's moving. Get now, in there, fuckface. But I think there if if it's one of those things where these are this is the guy that I like the most. I have got an offer on the table for him. I got someone listening on me. We, we're in. We're talking. Let's just get it done. Right. Which, That's kind of his thing a little bit. Which could have been the Casimir thing where he was like, maybe he, you know, if they did make an offer and they're a little disappointed at either what they took or what they didn't get a chance to, re, you know, reply to, whatever it might be. Uh, that's what happens sometimes, right? But, you know, you know, the Russell Martin is the one where it's like, this is what we want. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. This is, I don't care what yeah. the... Because if you're waiting and it, Aaron Santana, eh, maybe we maybe I can do less. better. Maybe I can get some Arja out of this guy, or maybe I can do this. And... Or maybe uh, maybe no one else is going to offer the five or the four sixty or whatever it is that he want wants. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can see that. Okay, if, it, if if I don't have any choice or if it falls in my lap, I'll take it. But I I hope that there is an opportunity. I don't again. I don't know, and I'm not going to try to. You know, we've said before. We know that they liked Latos before. Um, but now the report is that they're less inclined to like Latos. But if I think, if I'm them and I'm thinking along with them, like, okay, they like Matt Latos. They liked Matt Latos before. If it's out there, go get it. Don't wait. Yeah. If you're worried I, about overpaying for Matt Latos, I don't know if you have the stomach for this fucking deadline. Yeah. Or if you're worried about clubhouse shit with two months to go, you know? Just get a get a guy who's good. Like there was a, that was the thing that was out there. Like oh, the Jays are really trying not to get someone who's going to be weird in the clubhouse. They want they want. There's a very good like, chance Matt Latos would be exactly that. Headed and to, who gives a fuck? If you're winning, everybody's going to be happy. And if you're losing, well, you're losing anyway. Who cares if Matt Latos is a dick you have to deal with for two months? Matt, there was the story about the play-in game, the Padres play-in game, 2010. Was it 2010? Second last start of the year, Matt Latos got like a full back tattoo. Like a day before he was supposed to go and pitch like like the biggest game. So it's not that he's a life. dick; he's just an idiot. Yeah, there's that. There's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Well, uh, so those, those go hand in hand so often. He pitched. Matt Latos has pitched in big games before and got fucking Buster posied all over the place. But uh, I'm still into it. I'm still all about Matt. Latos oh yeah, right now. yeah. I think he's great. And for oh, I don't want Clayton Kershaw because he has a poor playoff record. You would be a wise man in saying so. <laughs> I would rather have Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner's contract also calls for like $30 million, which is what Clayton Kershaw makes a year. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's it. Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, listening. And for, as we have noted before, for contributing, helping out with the old Patreon campaign, for rating and reviewing on iTunes, for reading on andrewstoughton.com, for following on Twitter. Uh, follow Andrew Stoughton uh, on Facebook. You have a, a, like a fan page, a site yeah, page. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you like uh, Facebook, if you like to get that stuff, if you like fucking the Drunk Jays fans page, just like my own damn page. It's the same fucking stuff. I hate to tell you, nobody else was doing that site but me for the last, like, two years of its life. So if you still work into it, fuck off. Give me a like. Is it, is it, not, Facebook, up, man, is it not up anymore? No, it's still there. Why don't it's you use like, it? We're all just between friends here. I don't own that shit. I don't want to get any fucking angry, what's the score phone calls. 
You saying you got a what's the score phone call? I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't, <laughs> I'm saying I wouldn't like to get one like that. Well, well, what would make you think that one of those would be coming? I do occasionally give some like reminders on the DJF fam, uh, Facebook page. I I just I don't own it. I I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't use it. It's not my shit. I did a business there, Vincent Adolphin. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, uh, if you ha- aren't already, season two of BoJack Horseman is fucking awesome. It's pretty good. It's such a good. Oh man, it's brilliant. Really like it. Anything else? What else? What are you? you we'll be listening to Willie Nelson in between sets here, ever so briefly. Fucking BoJack, man. Get it's your, get your shit together. It's a crushingly depressing show <laughs> at times. Really How can it be so funny with all the stupid it's like sight zany gags and like soul crushing? Yeah. It's great. A little too much Vincent Adultman in the first few episodes. He was a, like he was a, ca- a major character in the one that I watched last night. So I'm only three or four in, I guess. But uh, Vincent, voiced by Alison Brie, which does weird, weird, weird things to my mind. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening to Birds All Day. We'll be back uh, next week. Trade Deadline Edition. See you later.